my friends. Welcome to worship at Carmen United Church for May 3rd of 2020. I'm the pastor here, Reverend Nick Phillips, and I'm so glad that you have joined me today in worship. We continue to worship virtually, and we appreciate the cautious uh, direction from Premier McNeil and our Chief Medical Officer, Dr. Strang. We are still holding firm to social distancing for now, which means we are not gathering inside of our church, and in reality, probably not for some time. As I reflect on what is happening globally across Canada and through the United States, even here in our province, as we watch what is unfolding, as we hear more about the virus, and as I pray about these things, I'm not sure that we're going to be able to gather in our church before Labor Day. Now, I hope I'm wrong, but realistically, I would say Labor Day might be the earliest we get in, possibly longer. And I believe this for a couple of reasons. One is that when you look at our church and our close-knit family, it will be difficult and challenging for us to maintain two meters of distancing from one another. If you look at our aisles that are rather narrow, if you look at the layout of our pews, as you think about our entrances in and out of the building, it would be difficult, it would be challenging for us to stay apart because we really do want to be together, don't we? Another thing to consider is that after every service, the church would, be, would need to be sanitized, which means we need a deep cleaning, and that would add uh, a large burden to our annual budget, something we probably cannot undertake at this time. So we continue to think ahead as to what the transitional period might look like, as things may be beginning that return to normal. And there are a number of options we can probably consider. I certainly do not know all of them. And once restrictions start to relax, then maybe we can start to look at different ways in which we can meet. Options which may or may not include some sort of drive-in service, we don't know. We just continue to pray for what the future will hold for us. We pray for wisdom, we pray for guidance as we seek to move forward in faith and in love. We will will have a church council meeting very soon, uh, within the next probably 10 days. We're trying to organize that now. And we will discuss the options that are before us, some that we know, and maybe even discover some that we haven't even been aware of. And once we have that meeting, we will get back to you and communicate with you as to how we can continue in, uh, as to how we can move forward together. As we continue on as a church, we continue to pay salaries and bills, of which we still have a very large outstanding oil bill left over from last winter to the the tune of about $6,000. April has been very good to us financially. Thanks so much to all of you. And now that the salaries have been paid for the month of April, we will look to start trying to pay off some of that oil bill, and we will be able to maybe put down a little bit on it. But we also have to remember that May salaries are still to come out at the end of this month. So your continued support is greatly appreciated. If you wish to drop off your offering, please do so, whether to Joyce or myself. Or if you need your offering picked up, please do not hesitate to give us a call. We will do our best to get to you to pick it up, to arrange for pickup. You may also wish to donate electronically. You can send an e-transfer to the email address here, 
donate at carmenunited.ca, or you can go to our website and donate online through Canada Helps. Once again, we thank you, all of us, thank you for your continued generous support to keep the church running. Another thing I would like to share today is that I'm considering some way in which we can do some sort of virtual Bible study, likely using something like Zoom. You may or may not allow an option to call in so that we can get as many people as possible if we can get the technology to work. And I will continue to explore this option as we move forward. I hope that maybe uh, by next week I'll be able to share with you more information around that. And also, if you sign up for our e-newsletter, I will get something out in regards to that as well through there. So go to our website and sign up for our newsletter if you have not already. And finally, as I record this service on Friday morning, we have heard over the last 24 hours of yet another tragedy to strike, to impact Nova Scotia. More heartbreaking news. As we have lost a young woman uh, in, due to an accident in a military exercise off of Greece. And as I record this, there are two other Nova Scotians who were on that helicopter who are still unaccounted for. So, whatever news has come between now and when you are watching this, our prayers are with the families and communities in yet even more difficult times. God is with us. We are never alone. Would you join me in prayer as we prepare our hearts for worship this day? Lord, we gather in our homes alone or with family to worship you today. May you bless us with an abundance of your Holy Spirit by making your presence known among us. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Our scripture reading today comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5, verses 33 to 37. Again, you have heard that it was said to the people long ago, do not break your oath, but fulfill to the Lord the vows you have made. But I tell you, do not swear an oath at all, either by heaven, for it is God's house, or by the earth, for it is his footstool, or by, uh, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head, for you cannot make even one hair white or black. All you need to say is simply yes or no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord, as we gather our hearts together in separate places, may you bring us together around your word this day. And may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, you who are our rock, our strength, and our redeemer. Amen. Back, way back on February 2nd, we started to take an in-depth look at the Sermon on the Mount from Jesus. It goes all the way back to the start of Matthew chapter 5. Now, after a few weeks off, focusing on other things that were important at the time, and as we begin to adjust to this new normal in our lives right now, I thought maybe it is time to get back to the Sermon on the Mount. This important teaching from Jesus 
on how to live our lives, which he gives to us at the very beginning of his public ministry. If you wish to catch up, you can listen to the audio of those sermons on our website, going back to February 2nd and all the way through to uh, March 8th. But going back to listen to those sermons is not a requirement for you to pick up where we are at today. Just simply an invitation if you wish to do so. What I will do, though, at the start of my message today is just briefly highlight what we talked about the last time we looked at the Sermon on the Mount, which, which was a month ago, believe it or not. We talked about adultery and divorce and how Jesus highlighted the importance of relationship. And if we allow sin to enter into our relationship, then the relationship is broken. So we must learn to deal with the sin in our lives in order to maintain relationships relationships with one another, and even our relationship with God. One thing we have been learning a lot through the Sermon on the Mount this far is that Jesus really thinks that relationships are important. So today we pick up, and after that teaching, Jesus is talking about oaths, which is another word basically for promises. And he starts this section of chapter 5, verse 33. He says, you have heard it said. Now, when we hear a phrase like, you have heard it said, it should cause us to ask the question, well, where have we heard it said? It's a clue. So where have people heard this said? And if you said the Old Testament, then you are correct. Jesus brings up teachings, references to teachings, that people would have heard before, probably many times in their lives, because they are taught the laws of Moses, which we find primarily in Deuteronomy and Leviticus and even in the Numbers. Part of the oaths people have made is to be obedient to God. It is a promise that has been made generation after generation in the history of the Jewish people. And if you turn to Leviticus chapter 19, verse 12, you read this. It says, do not swear falsely by my name. So if you have made a promise to be faithful, do not swear falsely. That is, do not pay it lip service. Do you just lie in order to get your own way? Of course not. If we want to honor God, then we do not use his name in any way that would dishonor it. And then Jesus goes on to say, fulfill to the Lord the vows you have made. And we can turn to Deuteronomy 23, verse 21, and read this. If you make a vow to the Lord your God, do not be slow to pay it. For the Lord your God will certainly demand it of you, and you will be guilty of sin. These vows, these oaths, these promises made to God are important in Old Testament law. The ability to fulfill these vows and promises showed the level of commitment you have towards God. Again, the people around Jesus have heard these words before. They are reminded that an oath, a vow, or a promise is a huge deal when they're made to God. They have been taught this. They, they know this. And now, as they struggle to live by these words, they are reminded that they fall short. Part of the struggle is that when they know they fall, 
fall short, when they break these promises, it sounds like God will punish them. And so people who are living in the hard times of Jesus' time, knowing they, there's no way they can fulfill the promises of their ancestors towards God, they feel unworthy of God's love. They feel like their life, living under Roman oppression, is punishment for their sin. But Jesus says more. And he says it with a but. But, Jesus says, I tell you, do not swear an oath at all. He says, don't swear by God, don't swear by heaven or earth or the great city of Jerusalem, and don't even swear by your own head. Don't put yourself in such a position that you need to feel you have to live up to some sort of expectation. Why? Because that's not what's important to God. That's why. We so often make these kind of oaths in our lives. There's a story a pastor friend tells, and if you've taken the Hearing God prayer workshops I offer, you've, you've heard this story before. A young, man in, a young man knows his family's history with heart problems. He knows that because of this family history, it is unlikely he will live to the age of 40. He fully expects he will be dead by then. He even tells his wife-to-be that he will not live to see the age 40. As he's doing his morning devotionals, he reads these words from Mark chapter 3, verse 5. It says, He looked around at them in anger and deeply distressed at their hardened hearts. When the young men read these words, they leapt off the page for him. They really stood out. He felt God was trying to give him a message through these words. And so he got out his prayer journal and he started praying with God. He asked God, is there something you want to say to me? And God replied. He said, you don't have a hardened heart, but I want you to go deeper into a relationship with me. The young man asked, I answered, teach me how to go deeper. And God said, press on. What do you mean, press on? God said, continue with the process. Do more. And then the young man asks, how do you see my heart? And God says, pink, healthy, athletic. The young man looks for more. He says, what do you mean? God says, you will live as long as I say you are going to live. This young man, who was sure he was to be dead by the age of 40, allowed this oath to limit himself about what he was going to be able to do in his life. Think about how believing this would have impacted him, would have impacted his relationship with his wife. Think about how it would impact his work, his faith, his leisure time, all of it. Yet, when he listened to God, he learned that God has other plans. God wants him to live the abundant life that he has planned for him, not what he has planned for himself. And by the way, this young man is now older than 40 years old and is still alive. 
We do things like this to ourselves all the time. We say things like, I'm not good enough to, or I could never, I'm not worthy of. All of these sayings limit what we are able to do. These are our own self-built walls, which inhibit what we can do in our lives. Another word for these oaths, these promises that we make to ourselves is curses. We curse ourselves with things like this. We do it as individuals. We do it as churches. We even do it as an island here in Cape Breton. How often have you heard someone say something like, Cape Breton has no future for young people? I've heard it a number of times in different ways, and I'm sure you have as well. If we keep telling ourselves things like this, where is our power to change going to come from? Where is the drive for something better? Whether it's for ourselves, our church, or our community. Where do we allow space for God to do what he wants to do? How can God make things better if this is what we're telling ourselves to believe? Personally, I think Cape Breton has a lot to offer young people. I think our church has a lot to offer Sydney Mines. I think we as a people, as Christians, have a lot to offer. Why do I believe these things? I believe them because I believe God has a plan for all of his, all of his creation, all of his children. And I believe his great God is greater than our doubts. And he can do all things for his glory. This is what I believe. Going back to our reading, Jesus ends off by saying this. All you need to say is simply yes or no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. So what does he mean, yes or no? He simply means say yes to God or say no to God. There's no other option. God is holding out an invitation through Jesus to become his children, to live as long as he wants us to live, and the life abundant he wants us to live. We have the option to say yes and receive an incredible gift, or we can say no and turn away and live with the curses and limitations we place on ourselves. The choice is ours. To make an oath, to make a promise, is a way of trying to negotiate something different. And through these negotiations, we create loopholes. And loopholes lead to problems. In fact, Jesus says these things, they're from the evil one. And no one wants to entertain those kinds of thoughts. Loopholes are a problem. We've even seen it during the pandemic. People trying to convince themselves that they're, they're not all the rules apply to themselves, the rules of self-isolation. And they say this because, well, I'm not sick. I don't know anybody who's sick. Yet there's many people out there who are, and many people who don't even know that they're sick. And people have died because people are looking for loopholes and breaking the rules. And whenever we see restrictions start to relax, it'll be these loopholes that will allow a second wave of COVID-19 to come. And COVID-19 will spread, and people will, more people will get sick, and more people will die. Don't let loopholes 
infect your relationship with God. The invitation is real. Say yes, and God will impact your ways and in your, in your life in ways you could never predict, you could never imagine. You'll be freed from your sin, and God's love will just wash over you. Say no, and you'll continue to live as you are, which might be fine. Many non-believers seem to live fulfilling lives. But you'll be, miss, you'll be missing out. You'll be missing out on the blessings God has in store for you just simply by being in his presence every day. Jesus says later on in Gospel 11, he, he, he invites you to join him in your daily life. In 11, chapter 11, verses 28 to 30, Jesus says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now Jesus says when you join him in the journey of life, the burdens will not completely fall away. When we say yes to the invitation, it does not mean all of our burdens are gone. But here's his promise. His promise is that he will carry those burdens with us as a strong and capable partner. When you think about yokes, yokes are used on two oxen. One is usually a strong, seasoned bull, but the other is younger, smaller, weaker, still to mature, still still to grow. And so the strong bull carries the bulk of the load until the younger bull is strong enough to be an equal partner. Jesus is the strong bull helping us carry the load by shouldering much of it upon himself. The burdens don't go away, but Jesus helps carry the load to make it easier for us and lighter for us. My friends, the invitation from Jesus is to grow in our relationships in God through him. There's no fancy answer. There's no negotiations needed. Just simply answer yes or no. Yes, Jesus, I will follow you into God's family, a family of great and unconditional love, and I will let you help carry my load. Or no, Jesus, I'll I'll take care of myself and go it alone. I'll carry my struggles all by myself. I hope you see what the best answer is, that God waits for your response, hoping for your yes so that he can pour out his love on you. Amen. I would just like to take this time to offer a period of prayer, and so I invite you to join your heart with mine as we pray together. Lord, we come today and give thanks that your invitation is always available to us, that even if we say no today, you will still wait for our yes tomorrow. You never give up on us. Your love is always just a heartbeat away. We thank you, God, for your mercy and your grace as we seek to do our best to give our yes to you and live as you would have us live. We are not perfect. We make mistakes. We know this, but you still love us. We thank you, Lord, for this amazing gift. 
Now today, Lord, we still struggle with sadness and hurt in our province. We still mourn the evil that killed 22 people, and we, we, we mourn these losses. And we also mourn those lost in the military accident off of Greece. Lord, we pray for the families of all involved with both incidences. We mourn with them, our hearts break for them, and we pray for your comfort and peace for all. Lord, hear our prayer, and in your mercy answer. Lord, we pray for all who are suffering from the impact of COVID-19 in our world. We pray especially for the outbreak in Halifax at Northwood. We pray for your healing in the name of Jesus to come to that facility. We pray for the residents and the staff that the virus will impact no one else, O Lord. We declare it in your name, Lord Jesus. Lord, hear our prayer and in your mercy answer. Lord, we pray for those who are unable to feel your presence today, for people who do not know you in their lives, for those who struggle to find the strength to say yes to your invitation to a new abundant life in your presence. Lord, may you make yourself known to them today, and may they find the strength, the courage to give their yes to you. Lord, hear our prayer, and in your mercy, answer. Lord, we pray for those who are sick in our community, for those who are living with cancer, for those who live with dementia, for those who struggle with any other health issue in their lives. Lord, we pray for their healing in the name of Jesus. May you understand them with healing. May you surround them with healing and love, comfort and care, and be with their loved ones who may not be able to visit with them today. Lord, hear our prayer and in your mercy answer. Lord, we turn all of our prayers over to you for ourselves, our loved ones, our church, our country, and this entire world. We take all these prayers and offer them to you in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, the one who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. My friends, thank you for joining me today. May you know the power and the presence of the risen Christ in your lives this day and always. Let us go forth in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God in each and every one of us, now and forever. Amen. Thank you for listening to Be Still and Know, a ministry of Carmen United Church in Sydney Mines. To learn more about our ministry, please visit our website, www.carmenunited.ca. May God bless you this day.